Today on the We Invested podcast, we have Cullen Tate, and he is a real estate investor and the founder of Host Coach. Cullen, how are you doing today? Doing great, Wesley. Excited to uh, talk with you and connect with your uh, audience. Yes, sir. And I'm excited to learn more. Um, so, you know, just to kind of start from the beginning, uh, would you mind letting people know where they can find you on social media, the internet? Um, social media, uh, Instagram at host underscore coach. Uh, we share a lot of inspirational, educational, and kind of some behind the scenes fun stuff of us doing projects. And then for the, you know, more business type stuff, um, our website, hostcoach.co, you know, kind of has all of our coaching and um, program type information. That's incredible. So, I mean, yeah, let's just start from the beginning and, and talk a little bit about, you know, where did you grow up and where you're from? Yeah, I'm from uh, Rockville, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C., Grew up, you know, kind of normal life, public school, and um, I was always really entrepreneurial minded. You know, I was the kid that wasn't mowing lawns. I had a landscaping company, you know, so I was always just wired that way. Shortly after college, I ended up um, joining um, uh, joining a, a friend and starting a <laughs> very niche. We built um, a commercial water chemistry control equipment, and that was my my first first job out of out of college as an entrepreneur. Man, it's very interesting. So, I mean, you mentioned having a business from an early age and, and kind of never really having a W-2 uh, W two job. So how did growing up in Maryland impact your outlook on life and success? You know, uh, the impact on my uh, life, Maryland, you know, Maryland's right outside D.C., so it's a really kind of culturally diverse, you know, atmosphere. Um, I think it's also kind of, you know, being the capital of the country, it's one of those places that gives you a, anything is possible kind of attitude, you know, and then finally, you know, um, I, I credit my parents a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs you talk to in, in some way or another, their parents, you know, were entrepreneurial, had some sort of company. My mom, you know, had a, had a kind of a home-based business and, and got to see firsthand, you know, the, the struggles and the input as well as, you know, the financial freedom that they came from having that kind of home-based business. That's incredible. So, I mean, you know, just growing up, is it something that you always knew, like, Starting a business and being an entrepreneur is something that I that I'm gonna focus on and that I'm gonna do as I progress and get older. I think so, my man. You know, um, like I said, just was wired that way. Um, went to college, you know, got a business degree, and I've just kind of always been good at spotting opportunities. I've had five or six startup companies, some venture funded, and uh, one unique kind of thing about my entrepreneurial journey that I like to share is most of those companies weren't my idea. Right. So a lot of people get hung up on what's my million dollar idea. I think my gift was more like spotting opportunities in recognizing, you know, other people's ideas. That's incredible. I mean, you know, and that really is a skill that has to be uh, cultivated and, and, and kind of grown throughout time is just really being able to spot a good opportunity and being able to spot, um, you know, something that can be profitable and, and valuable to a specific market. Yeah, I think that's always been my blessing, you know, to be able to, to, to see that opportunity and then, you know, to to be able to work hard, to, you know, not, not be a fearful, you know, and to work hard to put in the work and see the vision, you know, and, and uh, you know, see it through to, to growth and prosper. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, the current company that you're creating and, you know, that you found it. So, you know, what I want to ask is, what is Host Coach? So host coach is um, 
first foremost a book available on Amazon, but it came from wanting to share kind of the things that I had learned as a Airbnb investor that I didn't see anybody else talking about. Right. There's lots of books out there. There's like 50 odd books. You know, if you go to Amazon, there's like 50 books on Airbnb. And to me, a lot of them are book reports. They're not about people's real experiences and, and tools. Um, and we developed a lot of systems and approaches that have been, you know, I was successful with, but then got really excited. Some friends started to come to me, family started to come to me, see the success and was able to share those um, processes with friends and family and see that it was replicable in different markets with different people. And that's when I got really jazzed. I was like, I got to find a way to share this with people. And that's, you know, really where speaking and the book came from. And then host coaches, you know, help people one-on-one coach them through, you know, finding a property and, and putting it to the top of Airbnb listings. No, that's incredible. I mean, it, you know, you mentioned that something I think is really uh, interesting. The interesting point is that most books on Airbnb it's just kind of like a book report, but you were putting in just like real life scenarios, real life situations and how you how you learn how to uh, navigate in this industry. So why was it important for you to to write this book and share this information with, you know, friends and just people, you know? I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of one of those people that, you know, I looked a few years ago back at like, what's my why? What, you know, it, what's the theme in all of my companies? I just love to like really have a product, wield a product that helps people and helps people, you know, be successful, you know, electronics manufacturing business, you know, we had, you know, great relationships. We built lots of money for our dealers, all of my different companies. I built a venture based company called co-founders lab, which is the number one networking site for entrepreneurs to find business partners. And it's just always been that excitement that fire in me is about helping other people, you know, find their, you know, find their way, find their success, financial freedom, financial independence. How did you get started in this industry? Kind of by accident. So I had bought a cabin just as a getaway place when my son was like, I don't know, like three, you know, and uh, anybody's out there has got, you know, been through that. You know, you just need somewhere else to be. And we bought a little cabin and, and funny story. My wife has always says, you know, well, we're going to put this on Airbnb. I said, no, you know, we're not going to make it. What's it worth, right? You know, the hassle of that. And uh, so what happened was some friends of friends wanted to start staying there. And I put it up on Airbnb. And this is like 2016, maybe. And immediately, man, it just booked. It just booked flat out. And so that was kind of fun. You know, it was throwing off some cash flow. And then in 2018, I sold a company and was scratching my head. I was 48 at the time. And this was going to be like my sixth or seventh or eighth company. And I was like, do I really want to find that next thing and scale a whole nother company? You know, I had found, you know, financial success in all of my companies, but I was just kind of looking for something a little different at 48. And do I start all over? And I know that I knew that my, uh, my short-term rental Airbnb was doing well. And I decided I'd always been intrigued by real estate and the opportunities um, that it presented. And I just saw an incredible cash flow opportunity in that summer of 2018, I ended up buying, two to three more properties and and that's really what set it off that's incredible i mean and you know you mentioned you originally bought the cabin just as a, as a getaway thing just for something personal so did you have any or what were your reservations 
about you know putting it up at Airbnb and it out? Was it was that intimidating? It. Yeah, I just doubted it. I didn't see, you know, I saw the hassle, right? I saw, you know, we got to take our clean it up. We can't leave it dirty. You can't leave your clothes there, right? And, you know the hassle of that, and I incorrectly assumed that that wouldn't be worth. You know, oh, it's going to make what a couple hundred bucks a month, thousand dollars a month. It, it just didn't seem worth that. But then I said we kind of got back into it because some, some friends of friends wanted to stay there. You know, it wasn't just friends. Now it was like friends of a friend that had stayed there. Right. And so we popped up on Airbnb, and man, it just took off like lightning. That's incredible, man. So, you know, you talked about host coach. You know, your website and, and you know your public speaking and your book. Um, but what I want to ask is. What problems do you aim to solve for your clients and for your customers? Now, I, I, I want to solve the nine to five problem. I want to solve, you know, I was talking to a guy a day or two ago and successful. He's got a good, you know, he's got a good job and he does well. But he was telling the story about you know, how his comp plan, you know, was supposed to get some bonus. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the year, it turned into something else and just, you know, I think we can all relate to those kind of stories of working our whole lives nine to five and, and not getting a lot out of it. And I want to share with people a way that they can either augment that, you know, financial freedom means I don't have to be so worried about that bonus or that next raise, right? You know, even if it's just one investment that throws off two, $3,000 a month, that's enough wiggle room, right? For most exactly. people to feel comfortable. You know, I've got a cousin who really would like to get out of her job and she got one and she's going to get another and kind of at like two and three, the opportunity short term rental is there that you can go ahead and maybe leave that job. You know, Hey, if you love your job, great. If your spouse doesn't love their job. You know, there's really this opportunity to step away from the chains of the desk and achieve, you know, financial freedom uh, through short term rental investing. That's incredible. I mean, um, you know, so, why do you believe that short-term Airbnb investing is the most stable and efficient way to create wealth? You know, it's, well, I think a lot of people would tell you that real estate, right? A lot of people would tell you that real estate is the way to create wealth, right? But it's, it's a real slow process. I think with short-term rentals, it merges the benefits of a real estate asset with the, opportunity for someone with an entrepreneurial mindset to operate the business, right? So if you go out and you buy a long-term, you know, a townhouse and you rent it out long-term or a couple of apartments or duplex, you only have the opportunity to affect that product and affect that pricing, you know, maybe once a year, right? You get a tenant and they come out at the end of the year, maybe make some improvements, maybe raise the rent $100. With short-term rentals, it's really operating a business very dynamically. So you can make really kind of on the fly improvements in the product. You know, somebody says they didn't like this, you can add it. They'd rather have this, you can add it. it. In addition to that, there's a ton of tools that most Airbnb hosts aren't aware of that can um, really kind of supercharge the business. That's incredible. I mean, it, you know, what, what would you say are some of the key concepts for being successful and succeeding as a short-term rental investor? Um, you know, I think you have to have a little bit of passion for hospitality, right? Um, I think you need to be a problem solver. Um, I think you need to be an operator, you know, an entrepreneur, and it helps to understand technology a little bit, you know, and 
that's where a lot of people go wrong. You know, a lot of people buy a place, take some photos, slap it up on Airbnb and do okay. Not really realizing what Airbnb is looking for. And so they're not really able to feed Airbnb what it wants to, you know, so that you can be number one. I mean, you know, buying properties to Airbnb and rent them out is something that sounds really, really interesting to a lot of people, myself included. So, um, I mean, what would you say is the barrier to entry to, to get started on this? Like, what should a beginner do? Someone who doesn't own any property, someone who who's not who's never um, done anything with real estate. What should they do to kind of get started and get involved in 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 uh, Airbnb short term? I, I, I call it finding your where, meaning, you know, wherever you live, any major metropolitan area. And I do this around the country. There's places, places, you know, a couple hours, you know, you were saying you're in Raleigh, you know, there's places in the mountains, there's lake places, there's ocean places. Where do people, where do your friends, where do you like to go if you've got a long weekend? Where would you go, you know, to take someone for a special anniversary that's two, three hours away, right? You know, maybe you like to ski, maybe you like wineries, maybe you like rivers or mountains. So I always tell people, think about those places that you, your friends like to go and that you'd be passionate about and then start looking for, you know, what are the houses in that area cost? What do the Airbnbs, you know, go to Airbnb, plug in that area. You know, what are people making on a nightly rate there? And then, you know, let that uh, get the wheels start turning on and you can kind of see the uh, the revenue potential. And do you have any thoughts on the type of housing that that, you know, well, I guess I should ask it this way. What are the what is the type of housing that you look at? Is it condos? Is it apartments? Um, multi-family, single-family homes. What what do you like to target when you're looking for new Airbnb properties? And well, that's a great question because in there, you know, if every if someone's you know just wake up for a second, the one of the biggest ways to be hyper successful in short-term rentals is to find a market and to find a property that's been used in one case, meaning it was just somebody's, you know, lake house, and we're repurposing that asset into something completely different, which is a full-time commercial short-term rental, right? So I'll draw a comparison. If you go to the beach and you want to buy a beach condo, the price of that beach condo, it's kind of baked in already, right? That you're going to rent that out. You know, it might be $400 a square foot, right? But if you find an area where people have traditionally, you know, have these family cabins, cottages, bungalows, right? And they're just kind of you know, passed down from that use case, changing that use case is uh, a really key way to buy something, you know, kind of for one use and one price and reuse it and reprice it at another. Yeah, man, it, like just through, I guess, research and just time and just looking at different things, I guess I realized that if you're going to purchase something like, a, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or feel free to share your thoughts on this, but if you're going to purchase like a bungalow or, or a lake home or something that's been, you know, kind of passed down, the experience is kind of just important, just as important as the location itself. So you want to have it as something memorable, something that looks cool, something that people will want to stay at because it's been passed down. It may not necessarily be in an extremely desirable place, but you know, some people do like to go camping and, and stuff like that. But, um, that's my thoughts think, on it. You know, maybe to your, your point is it may not be. So first and foremost, particularly post COVID, man, 
you know, people are working from home. They're looking for experiences. They're looking to get, you know, stay somewhere that's not like their house. Right. right. So that experience can be kind of created very easily through nice decor, you know, some things, amenities, a fireplace, a fire pit somewhere in the backyard, you know, you build a fire pit, um, you know, hammocks, right? Easy stuff like that, right? You see a place that's got this, you know, these nice hammocks and you can envision yourself laying there and relaxing. You don't have to go all the way to the Caribbean, right? You right. can chill out and relax. You know, you can do your Zoom, you know, at three o'clock and then go chill in a hammock <laughs> or take a hike or walk by the lake. So yeah, people are always been looking for experiences. I think people are less you know, I think people are traveling a little differently and working a little differently, right? Post-COVID. People aren't going to Europe. People aren't getting on cruise ships the way they once did. You know, they're, they're getting their cars and they're looking for experiences, you know, and, and to stay and stays in accommodations that aren't hotels, right? And I stay in hotels when I need to, but I, I prefer to stay in, you know, something unique like an Airbnb when I travel. No, I agree with that 1,000%. But, you know, could you tell me a little bit about your tech stack for automating success on Airbnb? Yeah, you know, the first part of that I kind of I kind of held off and didn't didn't finish the answer. Um, which is the first thing people really need to realize is that Airbnb is a search engine, just like Google. Right. So, you know, if you pick an area and there's 300 different Airbnbs, they've got to decide somehow which order to show those in. And as soon as you understand that, then you can respond to it, right? And what, what, what are some of those things? Great photos, right? You pull up, you know, some Airbnb listings. There's, you're only looking at like 20 on a page. What's the one you're going to click on? The one that, that pops out, right? It's got great photos. It's got great colors, some visual interest. And I think that's the first thing that people don't understand is that, you know, Airbnb has to decide which order to show these properties in. And one of the big things, there's a lot of them, but one of the big things is photos. Uh, so making it pop, making it stand out. And then there's other tools that you can use to, to monitor where you are in search rankings. Um, probably one of the most important tools is a, is a dynamic pricing model. So we use something called Price Labs. And it kind of works like the airlines, right? So it knows exactly how many people are searching on what days and what the occupancies and demands are and set your pricing accordingly. So you set a base rate and then this tool will go in and turn up, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's, there's a festival in town or there's a college graduation. So instead of $200 a night and everybody else is priced at $200 a night or they're, they're trying to go to 190 because the other guys at 200, you're going to go to like 600 a night and you're going to make, you know, three times as much. And that is a big piece of technology that 90% of Airbnb hosts miss. No, that's genius. And and how did you uh, how did you find out about this type of technology where you could, you know, increase the price based on the popularity of the area or the events that that are going on? Now, I don't remember precisely how I found each individual piece of technology. But what I'll tell you is that when I went from one to three, I was able, you know, you know, I was inclined to do better and compare and kind of pit them against one another, you know, and find and test technologies and processes. Um, and that's where I kind of really learned my you know, craft, so to speak. That's what I got. That's when I went from the average Airbnb host to like finding all this really exciting stuff that, you know, took, 
my property from you know four thousand dollars a month to six or seven thousand dollars a month same property just you know these different technologies different processes um, that most people miss and it was just through the benefit of having you know a portfolio to be able to compare and that's where i got excited and started sharing the news with you know friends and other investors you know and the theme that i hear throughout that story is just you know i've it's just that having that curiosity, you know, having the curiosity to want to try different things and to learn how to to want to learn how to improve your investments and improve your portfolio. So, I mean, that's I feel like that's a key um, characteristic, a key component, a key trait that most entrepreneurs have is just that curiosity. And so then that applied you know, to your audience is a lot of entrepreneurs, maybe not as, you know, um, maybe, you know, the podcast may not be all about real estate. Right. But it's this taking the entrepreneurial mindset and applying it to this real estate asset is, okay. is just a huge combination. I used to always say in my business, it's not the one great idea that you had when you start a business. It's that great idea every entrepreneur has like every day or every week, right? You have a business and every every great entrepreneur I know, it's like, you know, they're coming up with some some new approach to some problem, some marketing issue, some product issue, some sales, you know. That's the juice. That's what we get excited about as entrepreneurs when you have a product, you have a company. And yeah, bringing that same type of approach to, to real estate, uh, short-term rental, Airbnb really lends itself well to that. How did COVID impact Airbnb investors and travelers? You know, we had a sort of a, in our county, we had about a 60-day shutdown, you know, where they said not, nothing under 30-day rentals. So we were able to pivot and get some 30-day rentals, right? So, you know, this was like early COVID. Remember, it was like running out of New York and trying to, you know, be somewhere else. Yeah. So we are able to kind of make the bills there. Um, but that lasted about 60 days. And as soon as that stopped, as soon as we were able to go back to short-term rentals, you know, the business went from good to great. You know, it just fundamentally changed. You know, it started with people just trying to get out of their houses. You know, we'd all been sitting around in quarantine and couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't go out to restaurants, right? So let's go, you know, somewhere else, right? But then, you know, that was kind of the short-term pop. But I think, you know, we're not putting the genie back in the bottle, right? You know, the way people look at work and travel, I think has fundamentally changed. I don't know the statistics on it, but, you know, a lot of people that started working from home aren't going back. Right. You know, and, and they're realizing that they working from home doesn't mean they have to work from their home. So it's really, yeah. you know, it's really, yeah. I get the message every day, you know, how's your Wi-Fi? Cause uh, I'm going to have to do meetings till three and then, you know, then we're going to kick it. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, this is an incredible process that you're talking about. And for somebody who's, for some people who probably have, or who maybe have never earned passive income, this will be a huge opportunity, a huge moment for them, like a life changing moment. So, you know, what I want to ask is, when you first started earning off of your Airbnb or your rental property, what emotions were you feeling? Like, how was that moment for you to see like, oh, wow, this can really generate some serious income where, you know, I can kick back and relax and just collect a check every month? Now, like I said, I was on Airbnb for maybe two years, you know, and, and the place was throwing off, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars a month that I thought that was pretty exciting, pretty cool. Right. And then I got to the portfolio and really kind of learned, you know, how to understand the system and the tools. And when that supercharged, I got really excited 
And that's when it started attracting the attention of friends and family. Like, really? What are those numbers like? How are you doing that? You know, that's on that amount of house. Right. And uh, and then I got really excited when I was, you know, you know, I'm questioning myself at that point. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll teach you how to do this. Maybe I got lucky, right? I don't know. Maybe I just happened to be in the right place, the right time. And this doesn't work for everybody. But I think the biggest exciting moment for me was when I started coaching outside, you know, starting with friends and family and then outside friends and family and realized that this was replicable. You know, like I said before, a couple, two, three hour drive outside of everywhere is a place that people want to go and get away. And the opportunity there with short term rentals is uh, just amazing. I mean, that's a very good way to look at it. Like it's, it's formulaic. And like you said, man, everybody wants to or everybody has that two or three hour drive where they can just get away, go enjoy themselves and kind of escape from reality in a way, you know. And it's not just the weekends anymore. We kind of touched on this right. but I hit this point, which is, you know, it used to be where weekends were really high. We would book the weekdays, but at much lower rates. That whole weekday weekend thing isn't quite as big of a deal anymore. You know, back to, you know, people have more flexible work schedules. So, I mean, you're no stranger to entrepreneurship. Um, so how would you say that, or, or let me rephrase that, what are some past lessons that you've learned from your previous companies that you've started and, and built that you kind of use and utilize today in your current company? You know, I've always liked businesses where, you know, you can really affect it day to day. So I used to always say, I like businesses where if things were slow, I could pick up the phone or, you know, an employee could pick up the phone. You know, we could, you know, it wasn't just sitting around waiting for things to happen. You could pick up a phone and make things happen. And I feel like Airbnb is like that also because you can always be improving the product, changing policies, changing, tweaking pricing, you know, learning, adjusting. So there's a lot of that kind of business, um, you know, like you were calling it curiosity, that hustle, you know, that hunger, um, you know, that, I, you know, I don't know that that applies in other pieces of real estate quite as much, you know, you know, I'm sure there's people that argue with that, you know, like if you're doing large, you know, multifamily, you know, syndication deals, you know, I'm sure people tell you there's a lot of hustle involved in that, a lot of relationship involved in that, a lot of, you know, picking up the phone. But just sort of one-off for the average, you know, you know, making one investment type of entrepreneur, there's a lot that you can affect, you know, kind of day to day. So, I mean, without giving away too much of the secret sauce, what would you say is like one way that you can significantly improve or impact an Airbnb rental listing that you have on hand and, and you know, like, okay, every time I make this change or I make this update, it, it's a significant increase like it's it's a it's a rocket it's out of here you know i think we've hit on a lot of them one starts with make the place stand out right you know mm -hmm. decorate it you know appropriately get professional photos don't take photos of your iphone professional right. photos you know spend two three hundred dollars that's going to set you apart um we talked about um pricing for occupancy using a third-party pricing tool that's going to make you stand out um, being hospitable, right? Being, uh, you know, hospitality focused and most entrepreneurs are, you know, like listen to your customers, you know, I think a lot of Airbnb hosts miss that point, right? And a lot of Airbnb hosts, if you, you read in like Facebook groups and stuff, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them like begrudge their customers, right? Like, Oh, this person asked for this. And, oh my gosh, why would I let this person into my home? 
But as an entrepreneur, you know, it's a product. You got to sell the product. You know, the customer, you got to listen to the customer. Um, you know, sometimes they're bad customers, but the great thing about short-term rental is it's short-term. <laughs> you know, they're, they're gone in two or three days, right? So even if, even if you don't agree with them or, you know, you, you can smile and move on. You're not really stuck with them. I mean, I think that's a great piece of advice. But what I want to ask is early on or when you were just getting started in the Airbnb and, and short-term rentals game, what were some roadblocks or lessons that you had to learn early on or that you faced early on? You know, once you buy your first property, you know, the banks kind of wave. So financing can kind of be an issue that, that takes understanding and navigation. You know, if, if your listeners out there, you know, you, you, they're thinking, you know, I got a home and I'm thinking about maybe getting a vacation home. Look, the bank's waiting for you, right? You own a home. They're just waiting for you to show up one day and say, I want to go buy a beach house or a lake house, right? That, you know, so 10% down, FHA kind of loans. Um, when you get into, you know, your second and third and beyond, um, you got to kind of find different lenders. Um, and, you know, the internet makes that a little easier, but that was probably one of the more challenging things. Um, for me, and I think a lot of Airbnb investors is finding the right kind of lenders when you start to become a investor. Um, and Airbnb is new as a real estate investment vehicle. So again, like multifamily, like, you know, I, I talked to this guy and he was like, yeah, if you need like $2 million or four, $5 million for an apartment, you know, no problem, you know, no, no big deal. Um, because they understand the cash flows, the underlying rent rolls and, and stuff. So, so people didn't understand, you know, Airbnb's kind of between this long-term rental thing and, and a multifamily thing. So just finding the right lenders and financing, you know, and there's lots of ways to do that. Find the right le lenders, one of them, partner, you know. A lot of people say, you know, I got the hustle, but I don't have the money. Well, there's a lot of people that have the money that don't have the time or the hustle, right? You know, find a partner. No, and I mean, I think that's a very practical and great piece of advice just to to let people know, you know, there are multiple ways to find financing to make um, basically to accomplish your goal and accomplish your dream. Uh, you know, but before we started recording, man, I think you were talking about something that was very interesting. And I just kind of wanted to hear your take on it and hear you expand on it. It's just the difference between financial success uh, versus financial freedom. Yeah, you know, that's something, you know, when I wrote the book was about financial freedom. And then I was having a conversation like a week ago, you know, I was kind of telling my backstory and it really just kind of dawned on me from my personal perspective, like, you know, as an entrepreneur, started companies, made money, you know, was an owner, could take distributions, you know, partner could say, let's see, hey, it's Christmas time, let's take an extra 10 grand each or, you know, let's, let's, whatever the numbers may be, right? So that's financial success, right? Where you're writing your own paycheck, right? And maybe it's a big paycheck. Um, I didn't have time freedom, right? I was still working a lot of hours. I didn't have time financial freedom. I had financial success, but I'm, um, you know, any everybody out there that's got a company, you know, it's a baby, right? First couple of years, it, it's round the clock, you know, in terms of four or five, maybe you could leave it for a weekend. The neat thing about short-term rentals, and I think a lot of people say this is a benefit of real estate in general, is that it provides a little more time flexibility. So for example, in 2019, before COVID, I think my portfolio was about seven units at that time. Uh, my son was going into fifth grade and my wife and I picked up with our son and moved to Athens, Greece for a year. 
That's dope. I could not have ever done that with any of my other companies. Right. So that's financial freedom, right? You want to go live abroad for a year? You want exactly. a piece out of the U.S. and go like live somewhere? You always wanted to live in South America or Europe or, you know, wherever. That's financial freedom. No, I mean, that's incredible just to have the ability and like you said, the freedom to go live in Greece for just for a minute and and just to have a different experience and a different vibe. Like, I mean, I feel like that's that's the real American dream, you know, just to have that freedom. You know, and to me, the other thing is being a dad, you know, I got a son, you know, he's uh, 13. And, you know, if he's got to worry or wants to go fishing or, you know, you know how it goes with kids sometimes, like sometimes they need you. Sometimes they need you. Sometimes they don't. But when they need you. You know, it's nice to be able to shut down that computer and walk away and go, you know, do the thing. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, what would you say is the most important reason for, you know, your success and the success that you've achieved today? You know, I think I just found a great meld between, you know, my ability to, you know, the entrepreneurial ability. First of all, the entrepreneurial ability to problem solve. Real estate is all about solving little problems, right? married with the benefits of real estate, which is it's a real asset. There's depreciation. There's, you know, real wealth creation. Um, so I think to me when I'm, you know, I've always been excited as an entrepreneur, but I'm particularly excited melding these two kind of worlds of entrepreneurship and, and real estate. That's incredible. I mean, you know, how would you like for people to remember you as well as the products and the work that you've created? Yeah, good, good question. You know, that's really a big part of my why. Like, I want to help other people achieve financial freedom. You know, I want to get that phone call where somebody says, you know what? I heard you on, you know, Wesley's podcast and I've been thinking about this and I went out and I got a unit. And then, you know, a year later, I got two more and my wife was able to quit her shit job. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. That's incredible. I mean, in you know, what, what does the future of host coach look like to you? I don't know. That's a good question. We're kind of enjoying the ride now. Um, you know, we wrote the book to share the knowledge. You don't make money selling books, right? You know, that's, that's an information share. I like to speak, you know, I like to be on the big stage, maybe at a real estate conference and share this stuff. You know, I want to share it with the biggest audience possible. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Cullen, you know, thank you for your time today. Thank you for the information and the knowledge and the wisdom that you share with us. I mean, and like I said, man, you you've definitely opened my eyes and you know, given me practical ways to take those take those steps to to financial freedom, man, and real financial success. You know. Yeah, people want to reach out to me. All my contact information's on the website. I do, you know, thirty minute consultations. The book really details everything you need to know. Has all of our contact information in there as well. You know, and just you know, shoot me a note with questions or you know, success stories. And where can people purchase that book if they're if they're interested? Where yeah. can they purchase whole? Yeah, Amazon. Okay. We got Audible, uh, Kindle, and we just priced the Kindle at like ninety nine cents the other day just to like push it. You know, just because again, it's it's about spreading the word. Um, so Amazon, you know, so print, Kindle, and Audible. If you're that kind of, you know, a lot of people like like to listen in the car. That's amazing, man. And look, before we get out of here. At the end of every podcast, we like to play a rapid fire question game where I ask you three questions. So if you're willing to play, I'll go ahead and ask. Sure. Question number one, where's your favorite place to travel? I'm going to have to say 
between Europe, like the Greek islands and the Caribbean islands. I'm an island guy. Okay. Question number like two. Water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So question number two. What song represents your life the most? Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> hey, that's fire. That's a great song selection. <laughs> and look, third and final question. What's an amazing thing that you did that no one was around to see? Oh, an amazing thing I did that no one was around to see. I don't know exactly uh, where to pick on that. You know, maybe the small stuff you do with your kids that nobody sees and you know, your kids don't even realize, you know, the importance of what it is that you're, you know, you're doing at the moment when you make kind of a big sacrifice to, to make an impact and, you know, nobody sees it and they don't even really see it. But, you know, you, you know, you know, you did the right thing to make the right impact at the right moment. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Cullen, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed talking to you and getting the chance to pick your brain. So thank you. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate being here. Yes, sir.